Forte, and for four years of my life, I was part of a cult. The organization looked nice and sweet on the outside, but it did a lot of damage to many people on the inside. After sharing my experiences with others, they helped me come to terms with the fact that we were in a cult, and now I speak out about that trauma while giving others a chance to do the same. Welcome to my podcast series, I Was in a Cult. A world-renowned poet once said, <clears throat> I ain't no killer, but don't push me. Revenge is like the sweetest joy next to getting cookies. Okay, so maybe he didn't say that, but I'm sure if he tried some of our cookies, he would have definitely added that to his lyrics. Harper Rose Sweet Shop has added cookies to the repertoire, featuring gooey chocolate chip, cookie butter crispy, and cookie butter gooey chocolate chip cookies. Once you've had our cookies, you'll be ordering another batch mid-bite. That's how damn good they are. So what are you waiting for? Get on the website, get you a six-pack, and get sweeted. Speaking of which, in honor of our slogan, we've updated the website. You can now visit us at www.getsweeted.com. That's www.getsweeted.com. Hashtag sweet yourself. It's so funny. You're like, what? I always right. ask people about cursive now. Like, I'm like, is it okay yeah, that I wrote this I in cursive? It. Like, I learned from I mean, an I always so just have it. But I'm just like, cursive. I had, had cursive curriculum. So I was like, that, I was like already writing my name and the person I liked in cursive. Like, that was me. <laughs> I was, I was doing that. <laughs> Nice. Sorry, sorry, Forte. I, I no, it's cool. <laughs> I, I feel like we needed every bit of, of that. Yeah, that's pro, all right. We the about pro the pro life rally guys, though. The pro life rally. What what was y'all's like feeling when that came on? And you know, oh, he's like, "This oh. is why I decided to run." And like, yeah, right. like that was a weird reason for you to run. And obviously, they were going <laughs> to look at this family as some sideshow, you know, um, shit or whatever, mm -hmm. and exploit them. And they they fell for it hook, line, and sinker. But it was really yeah. bad. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel bad for those kids because again, like their lives are being, you know, they're being filmed and stuff. Like, I think I can't remember mm -hmm. if it was Jess or which um, Duggar that was doing most of the talking. Um, Jill, she was Jill. Jill. Okay. So Jill, yeah. and Jill was just talking about how, yeah, I was like, yeah, we did a fake Christmas that we celebrated Christmas. It wasn't even Christmas time. I'm just like, so stuff like that. It's just like, these are all small kids. They don't have a say. And, you know, as you learn, I mean, we'll talk about it in, you know, other future episodes, how they didn't get any of the money. And on, you know, on her wedding day, she signed a fucking contract. Yes. To still give their earnings over to Jim Bob. I was shocked. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, when I heard that. Like, yeah, first off, don't just... sign anything. And second of all, yep. what kind of dad does that to their kid? It's like, oh, now we're going to take all your money and you have to sign for all these, you know, events. You have to be at all the, the kids fucking crazy. That is just really sad. Really sad. Yeah. I, I, I was, yeah, I mean, I she just... was like, you know, sorry, go ahead, Holly. You go ahead. Oh, no, no. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I'm just thinking about like the transfer of authority, you know, yeah. from, you know, their father being their authority to now their husbands, husband. which I feel like yeah. some of them have a little bit less, you know, are not quite as, you know, I mean, Michelle could never get a nose piercing or dye her hair, I'm sure. Yes. Um, yeah. But like, just like, like, wow, like, wouldn't you like... 
<sighs> you know, that, if that, you're giving your blessing to this young man to court your daughter, marry your daughter, like, wouldn't you want to contribute to their fa- financial foundation, especially yes. like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, that was, that was, like, when I you guess. said that, that word, that you, the, that phrase you said, the passing of authority, <clears throat> was that, was that how you said it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's a huge thing for the purity culture, right? Where they're like, mm-hmm. okay, on your wedding day, you're going to have that moment where who is giving, you know, who is giving the bride or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I had, I was telling Forte in my interview, I had a COVID wedding and oh. I, I never really had that. Um, I, I did not want that kind of handoff. That's mm-hmm. just not what I believe in. And I don't think that's a correct thing, but there is a mm-hmm. moment on my wedding video that my mm-hmm. dad walks me up and is turning to me for that moment to do the handoff, bro, I'm already gone. (laughs) I'm already gone. And for a while I've had so much guilt, like, oh, he wanted to have a special moment with me. But also like, man, I'm already headed to the, to the future. You know, Mm -hmm. I I don't need your permission, you know, kind of thing. Um, So that was, that was just like, that's what you, when you said that, I was like, oh man. Yeah, that yeah. transfer of authority. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about it, too, he set up his sons. Like, he got, yes. got Josh gets set up with his dealership and all that. So, like, why would you also not apply the same principle to it's, your girl it's children? Sexism. It's sexism. So, my, yep. uh, my family were four girls, one boy. And, you know, I, I don't understand how God gave someone who is so sexist four daughters Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not understand that it, that that those principles mentalities they're absurd mm-hmm. you know and it, i mean it breaks my heart how many other girls are stuck yes in that you know mm-hmm. and that just that's where it gets me i'm like oh i need, i can do something to change you know that's a, yeah it's a weird thing you know being a being a guy and understanding like you know we've done a lot of fucked up shit i've done a lot of fucked up shit um and like, and to be on the other side and have two daughters and realize that they're going to have guys in their life. I mean, I fail my kids yeah. um, daily. I, I know that I'm good at what I do as a dad, but I also know that I'm really bad at it as well um, because it's a learning curve. Like, I mean, there's so mm-hmm. many things about um, our kids that we're learning with, you know, you know, um, learning disabilities and just, you know, mood, just, you know, regulation disorder and stuff like, I mean, it's yes. just a lot of stuff we're learning about both of our kids that. I keep looking at my own childhood and how I was Mm. raised and how they got it wrong a lot, which, you know, in turn, I ingrained that in my own mind. Um, And that's all I know. And that's what my kids keep getting. And it's just, you know, but seeing that as a dad, as a man and understanding that one day they're going to look for someone who's going to be that, you know, provider protector like daddy is. And, I don't want my girls to have to look for that because I want them to be strong and independent to be able to know that they can run this fucking world without anybody, guy or girl, <laughs> on their arm. But whoever they end up with, whomever they end up with, I don't want them to be someone that has to be dependent on um, their mate in order to be that way. But on the same note, I don't want the, them to look for people who are the opposite of me 
because I'm such a terrible person. And chances are they're going to end up with someone just like me that does stupid shit because even though they're trying to avoid it, it's just, it's really hard. You're going to end up with someone, you know, you you know, so like, yeah. Um, So I say all that to say that guys, we have a lot of fucking work to do and it's okay to admit that we have work to do without coming across as a simp, making it seem like you're doing it, you know, for play for women. It's not that it's common sense knowing that you have mothers, you have sisters, you have daughters Do you want someone to mistreat them? No. Then let's get our shit together too and do what we got to do for that reason alone. That, Mm -hmm. you know, there's other people out there that we have wronged that eventually, you know, like it's going to come back on us. And like, did we fix it? Did we make it right? Did we do what we need to do to start making Mm -hmm. sure that, you know, these people are protected? Otherwise, we're just going to, you know, add on to the same shit that's already going on and just make it, you know, worse uh, than what it already is. So. Okay, yeah. rant over because I started falling apart at the end of it. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I um, did you did you all have to do, um, like write a list of the qualities you wanted in your future partner? <laughs> so funny story, I actually wrote this weeks before I'm with the person that I am, and the reason I did it when I was, so I was not even at home. I was like in my own situation and I was like, okay, who are the first list I made was things I do not want. That was the Mm -hmm. first list I made. And then I put like a contrast of who I do want. Um, so yes, but I was not forced to do it. I was like, I want to know what I'm looking for in a person. So that's why I did it. It makes sense. Yeah. When I was 15, I was on my first missions trip. We were in Alaska and that was one of our girls Bible study things. We had to um, write the like character traits that we wanted um, uh, in a future spouse. So I went, is it second Timothy that has the qualifications for a leader? Am I mixing up my my I know, I, I, I'm not I don't remember in particular I feel like it's one of um, the Timothys if it's not second Timothy I feel like it's one of it the sounds t- like because Paul writes to Timothy about about yeah that role right. so, so I used yeah. all of those as like my traits and I think I added British all of the above <laughs> <laughs> he has to nice. be a pastor here and British and British <laughs> that's amazing love it's amazing <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Also, like you know, like as an adult, I can understand doing that because, like, I've done like I don't know I can't really put a name on my spiritual beliefs right now. I feel like, but I've done like you know, like guided meditations or like you know, manifesting kind of journaling of like what you want your life to look like, and mm-hmm. like as an adult, that feels appropriate. Whether that's you know about like a romantic relationship or some mm-hmm. other area of life, like as an adult, like I feel like that's good. But like making fifteen year olds do it. Yeah, yeah. It's it, but it's you're little... pushed. You're pushed when you're that young in the Christian community to mm-hmm. find a, you know, to find a spouse. Mm-hmm. Immediately, you can impregnate yourself, and right, because it was like um, they brought up in the in I don't remember if it was episode one in Shiny Happy People, but when Jill and her husband got pregnant, they got like pregnant a month after their honeymoon. Like yes, like. Yeah. You know, and, and like Jim Bob was just super cringy about it. And I'm just like, you know, and, and like also you have to wonder, like, do they have the education to know how those things work? 
you know, like how yeah. do your cycles work and things and like how like, mm. okay, maybe you don't want to take taught. I was yeah. never taught. They don't talk like, about you it. Know, maybe you don't want to take birth control pills. Okay. But there's other things you can do to that wouldn't, you know, if you yeah. don't immediately want to, because, you know, it's all a transition. It's all a sin in that community in the purity mm-hmm. culture, you know, quiverful mm-hmm. community using contraceptive contraception, mm-hmm. sorry, is, is wrong. Mm-hmm. You're stopping what God wants to happen. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. what they're trying to stop the period. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's full circle. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I look at cults and I look at other, you know, beliefs that have these really just off the wall views, uh, of, you know, and how, uh, like Jehovah's witness, they don't do blood transfusions and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you know how that killed Selena. You don't know who's, wait, you should know who Selena is because of Netflix. Okay. This I've actually recently learned her whole story. So I didn't know her whole story, but I did not know about this. That's the reason why they weren't going to be able to save her because they were going to have to do a blood transfusion and the death. They rejected the same. (gasps) Now, that's a story. Now, I I have to go back. Right. I'm like, possibly. I don't know. But like, um, I mean, I I really feel like that is part of it. I didn't just read that like an urban myth or whatever. I I want to make sure I said that correctly. And if I say it wrong, I will correct myself, whatever. But I'm pretty sure that was a big belief of, you know, can't do blood transfusions. This is what we need to do. Can't do that. I'm sorry because of our beliefs and stuff. But but you you see things like that and you have individuals that believe these things and it it causes people to, it just causes them to have these mindsets and views on stuff and people lose out on opportunities to get actual education on Mm -hmm. real life things that are a necessity, such as understanding contraceptives or how to use things in case of, you know, you're going through a menstruation period. Like, I mean, these are important things. It's not Mm -hmm. a sin for something that is natural to occur, yet they keep trying to make it seem like all these things are bad and shameful. Yes. You have to be clean yes. and all this stuff. And it's just like, there's yes. so many things in the Bible that are really weird that you say you believe everything in the Bible, yet you break those things, right. you know, with the mixing of fabrics and stuff like that. And, you know, the sacrifice like, and availability and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, sure like, yeah, no, yes, it is Old Testament. Right. You're right. You're right. Right. But yeah, they definitely do that. It's like, oh, yeah, but like, but you pick and choose. So, like, why is it good yep. on this alone? Mm-hmm. But it's not over here, and it's just like I mean, that, it, that, that's a that's something it, I, I want someone to kind of answer. I, maybe, want... maybe Holly will know this, but there is actually something in Deuteronomy that speaks about causing an abortion. Have you heard of this? I was shocked. I remember. Because so I remember also in Deuteronomy, tells, there's can, like a law saying, like if a woman is, it basically uh, is instructions if a woman is to found use in the adultery version, uh, to bring her then she has to, to marry like the person the temple. that did that. And, and that's um, now I gotta find yeah. this. That's interesting. I, I, I know there off. wasn't a case where it did where it did happen, and they, you know, oh. and the guy asked to marry the woman, and then uh, they slaughtered them. all of oh, them. There you go. First, they had to all get circumcised, and then they oh, killed them all. 
Oh, no. the Bible is hardcore about that shit too. Like, yeah. it, it's really funny for so like, for, for a group of people who be trying. Like, it's yeah. like I missed this I mean, new story. No, it's just it's just really funny though how a lot of these um, people who are wanting to ban books for certain topics right. want the Bible to be entered or brought back into the schools. Do you know that is just as bad as a lot? You know, as the yeah. things that you're trying to mm-hmm. deem ban. Like, I mean, literally. Murder, incest, rape, like, mm-hmm. you know, God's you yep. know, deciding to drown their people just because they're not listening. And then they have to repopulate with the relatives of that family. How the fuck does that happen? How does that help? Right. How does that even work? Like, it's just, it it's, it's just it's funny. It's really fun how, to listen to Ken Ham talk about Adam and Eve. Uh, and yeah, I'm children. sure. The creation like, museum. Yeah. Where, where did these kids come from? Like the Mecca <laughs> for Christians. It's but like the bloodline is so pure. <laughs> oh that, man, that was like always the reasoning I heard. And I'm just like, that's not. No, no, no. Also, did you ever hear? Okay, so I first heard about the Quiverful movement when I was in high school. I was going okay. to a Baptist church that had just become independent, but they were still very Baptist. And, you know, of course, there were multiple families with five kids, four kids. And I remember, like, the youth pastor's wife saying, well, a quiver held five arrows, so you should aim for five kids. And I was just like, does a quiver actually hold five? And, okay, maybe this is, maybe we're depending, maybe it depends on the point in history. But according to the Google, Google. uh, could be 12 to 24 arrows for a, a, a target shooting yeah. um 25 yeah. to 30 maybe 50 so it's like you're a little bit short of a, a quiver unless it's yeah. like a tiny quiver i just hmm. the the church we went to when we moved here uh in georgia specifically is the one i remember the most minimum there were there were eight eight per family like maximum 14 right and also when did like having epidurals become a sin because that became a thing too yes okay so this actually affected my pregnancy which was really hard to like come to terms with i i am friends with someone who is very Mm -hmm. right wing at the time Mm -hmm. uh i was friends with them and um had basically seven children at home in her bed okay and her philosophy was this is the way god intended it to be and you need to go through the motions of it and i mean Mm -hmm. at that time i didn't have any support i didn't have any i didn't have anything so i was like yeah yeah this is this is what i want and this is how it needs to be and at one point during my labor and delivery I mean, we had been, it's over 20 hours labor and I'm like exhausted. I'm like, will Jesus still love me if I get an epidural? That's how I felt in the moment because of like how twisted this belief is, you know? Um, And my husband's like, of course not. Just just take it. We need our baby. (laughs) Right? Right. Um, but right, it was just, right. just looking back at that, it was, it was a Trump, it was a traumatic thing that for me, I felt, I started crying, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. And I, I feel like thing. I've heard people also say too, it's like, you know, that our cycles are because of Eve and like, you know, well, we have to do this without 
pain meds because, well, that's Eve's curse. Wow. So we have to, I feel like I've heard that somewhere too. And I'm just like, that sounds crazy. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. I'm glad y'all are still talking about, you know, the, you know, the pain of women and, you know, and blood and bleeding. Cause I have to come back to the Selena (laughs) thing. What I said was a rumor. And uh, oh, I'm reading, okay. and a lot of it is being disputed by Selena's dad. So I'm going to <laughs> officially and, you know, like apologize and say that um, if anyone's listening to that and hearing that, and I just added to the rumor, that's on me. My bad. Um, that's something I've just, we heard of that for years, and I thought that was a true, um, true thing. But according to Selena's dad, they did give her blood. So she did get a blood transfusion, right. um, uh, but she still died I'm because really of blood loss. I'm glad it was a rumor time. because, like, Wow, you know, I'm glad it was but a rumor. Just the, the 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 whole concept of Jehovah's Witness, you know, rejecting blood transfusion, that is a thing. Oh. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. what they did right there was definitely against um their their views yeah, or whatever, and they probably caught shit for that. But um, what you daughter's said, life was more, you know, more important. Yeah, about Bible, about you know how red red people, right? Red people, <laughs> Republicans are like. We need the church back. We need we need the Bible back in the schools. That's what's wrong. We stopped doing all these things. I'm like, if you want the mm-hmm. Bible in the schools, you want religion in schools, it has to be every religion. Sorry. That's the only right, fair mm-hmm. thing to do. They don't want everyone. On the table, they, yeah. then, then no, they our conversation is done here. Yeah. They that's, said what they said. They, they said God, their God being in the schools is what's going to help turn this nation around. Never mind the fact. And I always love going on this one or whatever, because people keep saying they want America to be great again, or, you know, just like they want to go back to the good old days. And I'm trying to figure out exactly, I'm trying to figure out exactly when America was great for black people and when the good old days applied to us, because if memory serves me correct, and I always go over this, we were stolen from our country. We were brought here to build this country up that you stole from another group of individuals and mm-hmm. then you that's continue it. to mistreat us. Then you set us free. If that's what you want to, cause you want to take, you know, credit for that. You Happy set us you. free, but you really <laughs> didn't actually set us free. You, you, you know, you, you know how they didn't give you instructions on how to use things, you know, with, with women stuff. They didn't instruct us on how to be able to survive and make it on our own. Mm-hmm. So then when we did figure things out, they flipped things again. And then they said, yeah, no, um, if you don't have a job, you have to go to jail. If you, um, you know, if you, you have to sign with the same person. If you don't sign after your contract's up, you can go to jail. They kept trying to find reasons to, you know, to, um, wow. to jail black people so that you can bring them back into a makeshift, you know, a new version of slavery. I um, mean, continue that. You keep going. We couldn't vote. We, we were not considered yeah. human beings. We yeah. were mistreated once we were free. Um, we had to have different mm-hmm. drinking fountains. We had to sit at the back mm-hmm. of buses. We had to be on yes. separate sides. You had all these things. When someone lies about something we did, you would destroy our communities. You would burn that shit to the ground. Jobs, businesses, legacy, income that we we're trying to leave for our families. You would just destroy all of our things. You'd talk about us rioting and looting and everything like that. Every single massacre that happened after we were freed in 1865 was a riot or a massacre. It was called that. So we're not the ones who, if you keep trying to say that black people did all this rioting and stuff, we learned that shit from y'all. Y'all are the motherfuckers that perfected that. 
oh yeah, we also the weren't doing the writing either. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. All this bullshit. Right? So when you look at all these things, you look at everything that's happening, I'm trying to figure out what pocket of that time in American history was everything good for these yeah. people and, and and why you're so, you know, you're, you're so hung up, hell just hung up on, on yeah. trying to get back to that. You, you know, back in the day when you could smack your wives around, women couldn't vote, they had to be dependent on you, couldn't get a credit card, couldn't rent hotel mm-hmm. rooms, um, mm-hmm. couldn't drive, couldn't read, couldn't do any of this shit, couldn't work. They were supposed to just be barefoot and pregnant. Is that the time you want to get back to? The back, or back to the time where yeah. y'all would go around in scary ghost costumes and try to encourage people enthusiastically to leave mm-hmm. the, the city, Thank the town, know. the country, the state, whatever the fuck you want to do. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're trying to get back to? Because if if it was okay with you, I'd rather stay the fuck away from that as much as possible. Because that shit wasn't ever, great. Have you wasn't guys ever made ever. the drive? Have you guys ever made the drive to Savannah from Georgia? I've not been to Savannah. My dad is from Georgia, but okay. I don't think I've ever been to Savannah. I'm if I was, because I was tiny. An hour before <clears throat> we started, I had driven from there, and there is this one spot in Dublin, Georgia, where it says. I mean, there's flags. It's a big sign. It says, join the Sons of Confederates. Like, it's it's like, like, I mean, it's there. And I'm like, how? How are we still here? Right. I didn't even, I, again, I was very sheltered. The, the, the school curriculum that the Duggars use is very whitewashed, right? They, they mm-hmm. like, take so many things out. And I'm still learning. My husband took AP classes in high school, so he knows a lot of things, but he was like telling me how, like who actually built the buildings in our government. And I was like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. I, what? Like, this was shocking to me. I had no idea. And I I just, it just breaks my heart. Honestly, I I don't, I just had a loss for words. And um, right now we, I love what you were doing about with your daughter about like pride. I'm doing the same with my daughter with like suffragette books and um, like learning about like little kitty books, board books about Martin Luther King and like all these Mm -hmm. things. And my husband will say, look, they're, these white people think that they're better than everyone and they're treating these people wrong and that's not okay. And my daughter is two. And she knows this is not okay, you know? And I'm just like, again, this is like, we are going to change. We're going to change things, man. We just need to get through 10 years so everyone dies out. And then, uh, that's all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have a Latino president. I don't know. (laughs) Latina Latina president. Mm -hmm. That'd be dope. <sighs> All right, so we are we I think we're still in a pretty good um you know track track right now. I think um I just want to hit a couple of things and then we're probably going to focus on the last okay. part of this whatever. So Do it. um obviously their reality show was to create and combat the Kardashian type shows. They're you know just supposed to be like a positive counter to all things Kardashian. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was popular because they showed a form of life that Christians wanted to emulate. It could be and then used to weaponize the traditional marriage and family values by seeing people like the Duggars there. It's you yeah. know trying to encourage other people to go that route. And obviously it created a chain reaction of knockoff versions of this lifestyle. Ha- you know, it's like it's really funny. You have someone that's trying to tell you that Ovaltine is the greatest drink in the world. 
And then other companies come and try to mimic that same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and other people on the other side, you know, the country's like, what the fuck is Ovaltine kind of stuff, right? It's like, what, what is this? Everybody's like, oh, this is great. And everybody's like, yeah, this is good. It's like, what are you talking about? What is this? This is stupid. Um, yeah, that's basically what was going on. So the Duggars, you know, they encourage other people because I saw, you know, looking at the documentary and seeing some of those other shows, they look just as stupid as the, you know, as the Duggar one. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. no knock to the kids. Yeah. It's just a matter of it all looks the same. And it's just like, do they not understand? I mean, I get it because they're, they're marketing geniuses. They're getting money, but they don't understand how stupid this looks. Like they're yeah, selling right. out for the almighty dollar, you know. I mean, like, I mean, give me some tips so I can do that because I'd like to get some, you know, cash <laughs> in my pocket. But still, like, yeah, yeah like, right, I mean, it's just right. really bad. But then, um, they start focusing a lot more on the IBLP and Bill Gothard and how, you know, like, I mean, he just captivated people and like the message that he was presenting was just so intoxicating to other people that. They just ran rampant with it, you know, mm-hmm. with parenting and again, like, you know, mm-hmm. relationships and, and just things. And it's just really funny about how he was just up there teaching these people about, you know, the the home and the family and, and how to raise kids and stuff. And this motherfucker was not only never married, he didn't have any kids. Like, mm-hmm. how are you? That's I'm so not great. saying that single people with no kids ever don't have the ability to be able to teach, but it's just like the way he said is like, I know these things. You have to trust me. I am the law and authority on this, but you have no, you you don't have any, you know, evidence that you are capable of this. Like, I mean, right. you can't use your own family as an example because you don't have one. It but sounds that's thing. It's demonic. Yes. I'm going to use that word for that. Yeah. It's like, you know, if someone were to get up and uh, give a Ted talk, to a group of neurosurgeons about neurosurgery, but they've literally never like. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, looked That's at an X-ray, analogy. worked in a medical office one day in their life, and they're like, "This to be the best neurosurgeon, this is what you need to do." Like, that's not. It's not. It's not how they it probably works. idolize him like a like Paul. You know, Paul never got married, never had children, so they're like, "He's our Paul, Paul. Of our time." <laughs> He's Paul now. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. It's like trusting this person to do stuff because he stayed at a Holiday Inn Express the last night. No, goddammit. You probably don't remember that. The Holiday Inn Express was an old, you know, that was a hotel that was like an express version of the Holiday Inn. The Holiday Inn is also a hotel. And these commercials, because I don't think commercials exist anymore either, since we just going to keep talking about we're old, Katrina. Anyway, um, holiday inn express they had a marketing campaign where it made it seem like because you stayed at their uh at their hotel that you can do all of these things so it's like oh this person needs surgery i can do it you're a surgeon Mm -hmm. no but it did stay at a holiday inn express what the fuck does that have to do with anything that's a good marketing idea yeah yeah i I can do all this stuff because i stayed at a holiday so we didn't we didn't have tv at growing up so right. I, I, for a minute, all I had were like, like whatever commercials came before whatever cassette tape I was watching that I was allowed to watch. Right. Some uh, really sad things you're saying right now. I don't know why. Know, I was just, just, that's what most people say. And I'm just like, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just so wrap a blanket around you, dude. I know. I'm just so I'll make you Spotify playlists. We'll catch you up. We got you. I will. I would like that. I would love that. I, I still, yes. again, I'm still learning about like everything. I was yeah. just just recently watching about Britney. I'm like, what? This poor lady. 
Like no yes. one helped me. Nobody helped Brittany. Poor Brittany. <laughs> oh my god. I feel for that Brittany. Was really bad. Yeah, man. Just it goes to shows that you see this person being portrayed a certain way in the mm-hmm. light. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. that's how it is in the darkness. And Brittany was the exact opposite because everybody's like, wow, Brittany is really losing her shit. Like she really oh, yeah. needs to get it together. Yeah. Unaware of the fact that it's her parents pulling the strings and that conservatorship that was fucking her up. That That's a mm-hmm. good bit of what was going on. And seeing right. Brittany mm-hmm. now and how she's going through recovery is still kind of sad because she's not it where is. she's not there. So I'm just seeing yeah. it and it's, I'm still seeing her like, man, she still needs help. Like, I mean, I'm glad that she oh, got absolutely. away from her family, but like, man, mm-hmm. she still needs some assistance because it's just, you know, Brit has a way to go. Um, don't tell my wife that though, because she's a, she's a stand of Brittany. And if I say anything, I can't say anything negative about that without getting throat chopped. So we just gonna make sure, you know, <laughs> we would just You're safe, but, pretty safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she doesn't listen to the podcast anyway. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, like, I mean, so just going back and looking at someone, you know, being the source of, you know, something who they are the authority on something that they have no idea about. They know nothing about, but they're the mm-hmm. ones that are sitting here speaking about these things. And it's just, that's the thing that kind of plagues me. Like I can't go and tell a woman about her experience because I will not, I, I'm not a woman. I will not be a woman. I'm just, I can't, I cannot tell you about something that you're going through. I can empathize with you about my own perspective and experience, but because I'll never know what it's like to be in your shoes, I shut the fuck up. So if you have a view on something, I'm going to listen to you and then I'm going to, you know, gain my knowledge and understanding based off of that. What I will not do is try to teach you something that I can't teach, you know? And like, I mean, that's, I mean, that's something, I mean, but that should be common sense for everybody. Like, I mean, literally, the only things I'm teaching my, my my daughters is to be good human beings. That's where it ends. Everything else, like how to, you know, make it in this world with all this other stuff going on. I can't do that because my experience in this country is different than my wife's and will be different than mm-hmm. my daughter's, even though they are, you know, they are half black. Um, we're still not going to have the same experience. You're still, they're still right. black girls. They will be black women and they will go through similar things as me, but they will not be able, they won't go through all the same things um, that I experienced because again, they're women, they're black women. It's going to hit them differently. Mm -hmm. So I will stand there and be, uh, you know, as much as I can in their corner and let them know, Hey, I'm here for you. And that's Mm -hmm. the best I can do. The other thing I can do is just, you know, um, refer them to other people that can speak about their experiences and help them navigate through that. That's really good. Have a Bill Gothard type person saying, Oh yeah. You got to listen to me because I, you know, because I study work. No, man, you need right. something tangible. You're not that dude. You disqualified yourself when you decided to go this route. I'm sorry. I mean, it's just right. a matter of, you know, I mean, it's just you're not qualified to tell people about these things. You can use the scriptures, but obviously we see what happens when white men take over and hijack scripture for their own personal gain. That's Thank how you. all the shit was happening there in the first place. You know, yeah. so it's just like. Yeah. They captivate people. Their charisma is what gets people in. The way they say things and people hang on every word. They got you and the, you got them in the palm of your hand. And now you can just mold them into whatever it is. And that's how you start, you know, putting that mindset and your views out there. And that's how people get fucked up. And it, and it happens mm-hmm. more times, you know, than we can admit. You see it affected the entire way that the Duggars, um, Mm-hmm. were uh, raised and how they grew up and stuff 
and they're yeah. still dealing with it because you know their parents are so far like if you notice it's looking like people are saying that the Duggars are kind of the ones that are running IBLP now, um, as opposed yeah, right. to, to Bill Gotham. Because they, like, they made him step uh, down and they kind of, yeah. they're unofficially the ones running it. So it's just wow. like, That's wow. Scary. Like, I mean, yeah. Right. As long it as is. the money keeps coming, they'll think the Lord is still blessing them. So mm-hmm. it, it for Bill, I don't know. I have to put, I want to, I always, when I hear a situation, I want to put myself in their shoes. Sure. Any situation. And I'm like, okay, this guy was a genius. He was a marketing fucking genius. Right. How can mm-hmm. I make the most money? Well, I'll tell guys what they want to hear. Done. Yeah. Has a giant empire. And I mean, I, I just can't imagine like this guy waking up every day in this, like, I, I don't know if they talked about it in the first episode, but like, he has like this whole like place in the mountains and girls were coming in and staying. And like, mm-hmm. it's like, I got the perfect setup here, <clears throat> you know? And it's just, just in one part, again, one part is genius. The other part to me, it feels like straight up demonic. Like it's just evil. It's right. just evil. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a perfect way Control, of saying it. It's evil. Yeah. Period. Disguised. And, you know, I love how they always bring up the wolf in sheep's clothing, right? That, that whole, mm-hmm. like. You know, Satan's trying to trick you, kind of thing. Right, bro. Look right. in a mirror. Like, <laughs> in a I mirror. got news for you. Yeah, and I um, I'm 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 right there with you. Like, I mean, it's just it's just it's just so bizarre to me, and it reminds me of the you know the Warren Jeffs documentary with the you know the cult they were a part of, and how. He, you know, he had all these fund, you know, these funds and resources, and he would take his closest people with him, and they would do illicit gay shit. They would go to Vegas. They would go to Disneyland. Like they were big on those things, and they were breaking all the fucking rules that they set up for everybody Mm -hmm. else. Yeah. And again, they were doing all sorts of kinky shit, you know, you know, on these trips and stuff, and taking pictures, Mm -hmm. and just it was just so crazy. (gasps) And it's always that way. We're going to tell you to abstain from this guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to indulge it and do whatever the fuck we want because we have the power. And you're just a bunch of pu- fucking puppets dancing. Like, it drives me nuts that you can get down and do whatever it is you want to do at the expense of everybody else. That's mm-hmm. some bullshit. And I, I fucking hate just that. Like I hate at that liberty. Yes. Just like at liberty. Just like at my Bible college. Like, wow. yeah. Yep. I am. Um... That's, I think there's a, there's a scary realization I'm coming to, um, currently where I've met a bunch of re so mo- a majority of our students, uh, I have a music teacher are, um, are Hindu and I'm mm. not the person, you know, if, and someone else is in my shoes, you know, obviously you're trying to convert them and like, Oh, this is what Jesus is. You need to be, you need to be saved. You're, you know, all those things. And that's not what I'm that's not what I'm supposed to do. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just not, that's not it, fam. <laughs> so, um, I have come to know a lot of people who have been converted out of that by mostly Baptist people, right. You know, Baptist yep. people are feel like you're going to hell done. Like, like you need to repent right now, you know, like, like the Roman, you know, <clears throat> um, and these, these now converted people are very like very anti-lgbtq plus they're very like oh he is the head and 
I don't know how mm-hmm. to like, honey, I've been through this, you know, like, right. You, I don't want you right. to suffer, you know, like, uh, like, mm-hmm. that's just like, a, I don't know how to, I don't know how to deal with that in a way yeah. that is right. I, I don't yeah, know. I noticed yeah, that a lot. Like, like the Bible, Bible college I went to was super big into missions. I want to say their organization had missionaries in about 47 different countries, like quite a few. Um, and I'll, so often you would hear the talk at their state, you know, their main office and hear the talk amongst other missionaries, visiting guests and things. And just how, well, now that you're a Christian, well, now you need to wear X, Y, and Z. You yeah. need to basically like maybe for example maybe you lived in Papua New Guinea and your life was just fine but guess what now you need to wear western clothes and wow all of the things like it was just like oh it just was mm, didn't feel good like yeah Jesus does not have a nation well does not have like not limited Jesus to was he wore a dress guys <laughs> face the right. facts. Like, Jesus wore a freaking dress. I hate to break it to some people, but Jesus was not, you know, a 30-year-old married man in the suburbs with a minivan and a white picket fence and one boy and one girl. No, he was... was no. That was that was not that was not Jesus. I, I do not know a lot of things in life, but that is one thing I can say with certainty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, Forte. <laughs> I'm good. You remember the last one where we had the coughing yes, and shit or whatever. I know. He was like, he would mute it, and I was like, uh, uh, I'll just keep talking about this. And then I just like <laughs> into space. So. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. We're doing, we're doing uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still dealing with whatever this cough is, whatever, but for other reasons now. So that's, that's I, fine. I owe you a box of tea. Don't think I forgot about that. Oh, I don't think I forgot about that. I was going to message you about that last week. I was like, you're with your family still, I think. So I was just like, I'm going to hold off. Mm-hmm. I remember the tea. I actually, I had a, uh, a message queued up, and I forgot what happened to it. So I, I got to, you know, but yes, I'll, I'll take every bit of that. Um, all right. So, yeah, so we're talking about Bill Gothard and how this MF, you know, who has been telling people about shit that they probably shouldn't do and just, you know, um, I mean, I, I mean, that's basically everything that we needed to cover there. So the first episode, ended with them kind of leading into okay now all the shit's about to hit the fan with josh and and all the things he did to his sisters and his you know and his wife and how they um didn't tell that family that you know he got involved with stuff and you know it just it just gets the the thing gets worse from there like i mean it's just crazy can't even imagine that that is a thing but yes um yeah. And that's what kind of had me glued in. I was like, I got to binge this. You know, I, I think I yeah. finished it in one night, um, yep. maybe two. Um, I didn't but, too. Like, I watched it because I'm sitting here like, this is a lot of shit that I dealt with, even though I didn't deal with a lot of this stuff directly. But there are things that they did that I can relate to because yeah. it was practices that were put um, that we use and i'm pretty sure this is the guy it might have been bill gothard that um was the one teaching where you know the person that ran the organization i was in where he got his stuff from but that was shit that he learned in the 70s and yeah. he's trying to teach these principles that um that he learned in the 70s to groups you know organization the organization i was a part of in the early 2000s 
30 plus years of outdated information that he's trying to impart you can already see it's a recipe for disaster and that's mm-hmm. a big that's a big issue i mean it's an issue but like you know in their eyes i mean they're fucking brilliant because if you can hold on to something that is as old as that is i mean hell people are still yeah. clinging to you know the bible on a lot of stuff literally after this text was written you know over two thousand years ago and they mm-hmm. still can't get shit right when it comes to who was this letter directly for? Is this something for just this group of people or is it for everybody? Cause they, they, they will swear up and down mm-hmm. that everything is for everyone, but when it's not, um, but you see that people are clinging to yes. these old outdated stuff and it's causing a lot of damage. And it's just like, when it comes to people that are our age that are just fighting back and saying, you know what? I think we're going to go ahead and just reevaluate all of this challenge, everything and go ahead and start throwing some shit out because um, that's what's going to get, again, I'm not necessarily, you know, advocating for the church or against it or whatever, cause I'm agnostic, mm-hmm. but that will, that's what will save your church. That will, that will save whatever it is you're trying to hold on is having these mm-hmm. people that are deconstructing, staying in the church, but letting mm-hmm. you know that the way that you feel, the way that you've been acting, the shit that you've been doing for decades upon decades is not okay. It needs to stop. That's what's going to keep them, you know, in a better position than, you know, we just all walk away all together. And then, you you know, your church dies when you die. And then the whole church is gone altogether, which I mean, I would kind of be OK with that, too. But it's just a matter of people are waking up in the church and realizing that the shit that we were taught was wrong. It's old and busted. Yeah. And it's because of things that they've been clinging on to since the Jesus movement back in the 70s and you know 60s mm-hmm. and 70s and stuff, whatever. It's just like, yeah. Thank you for waking up and realizing it now. I'm just really just amazed at how they are still hooking people in with this old outdated message, you know, almost 50 mm-hmm. years later. Right. Wow. Do you, they actually made a movie about it recently about that. Yes. Was with it called the Kelsey Jesus Grammar and Jesus Revolution maybe? Yes. I have I not, I've not, everyone I've seen, have you seen it? Oh my God. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, uh, so I, I, I have not seen it. Movies, I can't. Um, wow. I don't. I don't know where Holly is on her journey with all this, especially. I mean, as intense as it sounds like that you have gone through. I'm in a point where I grew up a pastor's kid, mm-hmm. pastor's granddaughter on both sides mm-hmm. as well. Always in the church, playing music. You play at church. That's it. Um, and then having like a six year period where I was like, middle fingers up and just like doing whatever to like find what, you know, what I, I had this really core belief then where I was like, if this is God, no, thank you. No, mm-hmm. I do not want this. You hate your, you guys mm-hmm. hate yourselves. Like, why would I want that for myself? Mm-hmm. Um, right. and I think that speaks to so many people where they're like, where where we are now, like you you gave the example, and it was wrong. Like no, um, and I'm at a point now where we just left the church community that we were at for three years, mm-hmm. and um, was was a very hard decision that was very prayerful. You know the, that kind of like thing where it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, Jesus, I know you're not here. Where are you? Because that, that, mm-hmm. that's just how my journey is. And that's, I'm, I'm always looking for that. Cause I know 
in my being and my core who he is. And I'm like, where are you? I don't see you here. You're not here. Right. And it's killing me. Um, and thankfully I'm at a new place that is like, I'm, I'm tiptoeing and they know it. I told them like, look, I'm not okay. I've been hurt. And if this goes south, I do not want to expose my daughter to this kind of sure religious mind, you know, control. I do not. And they've been like, we know we've gone through it too. And that has just been so like, oh, thank you. Like, mm. and even with sharing the podcast, I was very scared on top of like family. I was waiting for family to leave because family mm. was here. And I was like, oh my goodness, I have so much anxiety. I know why this is so hard for me to put out and be vulnerable. And everyone, mm-hmm. like most of the people in the comments are people from the new church. And they're like, you are loved. We care about you. And I was just like, wow, thank you. That means the world to me. But mm-hmm. that's that's kind of where I am on, on my journey. Yeah. I'm really glad you're finding like that support. Um, after I left my ex-husband, um, I was required to go to church for the job that I had at the time. So I went to an Episcopal church because I'd attended some old Catholic, which is different from Roman Catholic um, masses. Uh, when we still lived in Texas and the chaplain that I known said, you know, the closest thing to old Catholic, cause it's a, such a tiny denomination is Episcopal. So I was like, great, you know, and we were there, like I had my daughter baptized. Uh, I was confirmed into the Episcopal church, like everything we were there wow. from like 2016 up until like really about the pandemic, I would say. Um, but the thing that Really, I mean, there was a series of things, but one of the big things um, are, even though I live in like a very urban area, our di- our local diocese is actually very, very conservative, which is just interesting to me. Not necessarily every church, but the diocese at like the di- diocesan level. Um, so a few years ago, um, the National Episcopal Church approved Uh, same-sex marriages in the church, which is excellent because, you know, if two people of faith who happen to share the same body parts and they love each other and they want to get married, they should be able to get married where it's meaningful to them. Yeah. Um, However, our diocesan bishop made like national news um, because he went to like the national convention and wrote like, it was like a 12 page letter denouncing same-sex marriage. And he actually was disciplined by the church. And I don't remember if he retired or was forced to retire. Um, And one of the local churches actually took his letter and burned it on the front lawn, which I was like, right on. That's the spirit. Um, But our diocese, like my church was very, like, would not allow, like they had same-sex members, but they still wouldn't allow same-sex marriages in the church. So it was like between that and a number of other things, I was just like, I need to take a step back. Um, I, I mean, I don't consider myself evangelical anymore. Like that name, that title just. Yes. The me, word I Christian can't. just gives me hives. I cannot. Yeah. Especially after Trump. I'm sorry. After Trump, yes. I can. Yes. So I, um, I meditate a lot. I really believe in meditation. Um, wow. I kind of pray in my own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also I read tarot cards. That's fun. Totally would have gotten me like. <laughs> Like, oh, if my classmates could see me now. <laughs> Those piercing tattoos. 
tarot cards. <laughs> uh, and also I question the existence of a literal hell. Because I can't reconcile it, the existence of mm-hmm. a literal lake of fire for yeah. people that have ended up there for because they didn't hear about Jesus or they didn't accept Jesus for yes, thank you, know, you. amount of reasons are just being tortured, even though they lived a good life, you know, while meanwhile, like, uh, you know, Ted Bundy, I think made a profession of faith before he went to the electric chair. So I'm like, Actually, you're telling me recently found out about Ted him. freaking Bundy. Yeah. Theodore Bundy is chilling with mm-hmm. Jesus. Like you're good, bro. You said the prayer. Versus, you know, like the quint, you know, mm-hmm. like the quaint Muslim family that lives down the street and keeps mm-hmm. to themselves and just lives like a nice, quiet life. Yeah. They can't because they didn't say yeah. the right prayer like that. Yeah, that's very I, bad. Very Baptist. Yeah, I can't reconcile that with like the idea of a all loving God because you know, and I think Forte talks about this a lot because there's a lot of things that are written that like if a human did this to another human in a relationship, we would call that domestic violence. Yes. Yeah. But it's supposed to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think what again, I was I'm the one that shared the Rick Warren thing. And Forte was like, yeah. what? Right. What? Cause I, I, I had to read it three times and say it like, right. I was like what? Like, what day is it? Now, is it April first? Like, like, read about, read about like, like gay couples now. Like, find that, find those verses next. Right? Come on, yes. you can do it. You can right. do it. That okay? So that's where I got it from. Because I'm sitting there saying this, like, I don't know if y'all heard this. Katrina's like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm the one that showed it to you. <laughs> oh yeah, that was you. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, at all. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping, and that's why I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a minute from not liking Rick Warren to be like, okay, you actually said something I, that was worth its salt. Now I don't like you still. You know, we're gonna go back to that part. Yeah. But like you said, right. uh, let, let's go to this part now. Let's talk about these things. You know, start advocating for and speaking out on these things. It was huge. I mean, you'll lose followers, but I mean, hell, you're rich as it is. Just go on and live your life. But go ahead and just. You know, just denounce everything that you believe that has been vile and disgusting. You'll he be said it. He said it. He said, I have sinned and I have depraved, deprived women from serving in their full capacity like the Holy Spirit told them to. And mm-hmm. I am so sorry. I was like. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. Uh-huh. Something's moving. I know. I know. <laughs> That's, was wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow, I like that. <laughs> I just okay then, like, cause yeah, yeah, We're, we let. I felt like we read a lot of Rick Warren at Liberty. I can't. He I'm might have. Oh, I'm like sure. Rest. Yeah, I'm sure you had I, Rick Warren, Dave Ramsey. You had all that shit. Oh, yeah, I think he was too progressive for my Bible college. Oh, yeah. Oh, those damn That's liberal, awkward. darn liberal ask, Christians. Can I ask the name of your Bible college? Sure. I mean, I, I can't be sued for defamation, right? Probably no, not. No, because it's, it's something. You can't be sued for something that actually happened. Okay. Uh, you, word of life. Oh, wait. What was it? Word of life. Oh, I've not heard of it. Yeah. So they have they have camp. Okay. So for the U.S. campuses, they have one in New York, which I went to, and they have one in Florida. Um. And now I don't know if they still have all of the ones they did overseas, but when I went, they had one, they had one in Canada, 
They had one in Argentina. And one in, yeah, and one in Hungary. So, wow. Yeah. But like New York was like where it all started. And like the founder of Word of Life went like toe to toe with Hugh Hefner once. I know. So really like back in the 60s or 70s because um, Jack Wurtson spoke out against pornography and Playboy and all of that. And, like, Hugh Hefner sent mm-hmm. him, like, some Playboy magazines and, like, Jack Wurtson threw them out and said, what? you know, well, you don't have to open a trash can to know there's trash inside. So, you know. The shame. Which, Hugh the Hefner's shame. problematic for other reasons, but, yeah. like, um, yes. So that's that's yeah. where I went. Um I went there for a year and like, you know, honestly, my experience overseas was so much better than it was stateside. Like, you know, I felt like, you know, of course, apart from the the babies being centers part, um, I felt like it was a lot more balanced there than under the thumb of like mm-hmm. the main, right. Um, and like the people were really lovely. I'm like, please take me back, please Scotland. I've got Scottish heritage. Like, please take we were, me back. Me and my husband were looking at islands in Scotland, literally on our car drive. Oh I was like, goodness. how much does a mansion cost in Scotland? Let's just like manifest. Right? That. There's somewhere in Ireland, the Ir- the Isle of, I don't know if you say Erin. I think it was A R R A N. Be wrong, but they're like looking for people to move in to pay people. I'm like, please, like to like revive the island and take care of the building. Unpacking, but I can pack real quick, (laughs) right? Like, how much do I need, really? You know, real estate, real estate, forte, real estate. All right, reeling us back in. Okay, no, it's been (laughs) Scotland, Scotland, Scotland. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is Glasgow in Scotland or where is that? It is. Yep. Okay. It's here in yeah. My wife's currently flying over Glasgow, actually. She just said that. So, oh, yeah. That's yeah, it's cool. just me and the kids this week. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. They go He's to camp. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little nighttime snack. I might get a second one, you know, after Wait, the doctor. No, it's right? fine. I went to the doctor this weekend and they're like, what medication are you taking? And I was like, I smoke once a day. <laughs> <laughs> it works for me. And they were Listen, like, okay. Judgment-free nice. zone. Like, yeah. That's awesome. Because, you know, they, they be trying to tag people out here. I don't know. That's fine. Um, yeah, I, I think overall, so of the you know of the episodes obviously it was the one kind of leading into what was going on so you know it's just trying to reel us in introduce or whatever i think it kind of it dragged on i think a little bit too long um yeah. not saying that the information in there wasn't needed but i think they could have wrapped up a few bit uh, a lot yeah. there they fo- i feel like they were really trying to add stuff in there to fill the time um because mm-hmm. the meat of what needed to be discussed um happened i think somewhere in the middle and then everything else kind of on the, you know, the beginning and what's just, mm-hmm. you know, more to kind of fill things in, especially when you could see that they were lead, you know, moving over to, to Josh and stuff, whatever. It's just like, right. it seemed like it, it was a rapid change and they were just trying to mm-hmm. fill because they had so much time on this and bam, they just focused on this for a little bit and then went on, you know, and they covered it more obviously in the next um, episode, but 
yeah, I think it dragged on a little bit more than it needed to. But um, I mean, the information also was needed. I mean, you you do have a backstory yeah. and understanding of why they There's believe or why no they idea. feel. Mm-hmm. My husband has no idea. He's never even seen anything like this before. And the whole he's like, "This is how you grew up." So he has a f- better understanding now how my childhood was. I, I think it's super great that that all this information is there for people. Exactly like you said. I have no idea. This is has been here for years, right? So nobody knows. Because right. it's just like yeah. normal for us. Like we just like yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. You know. Like, yeah. yeah. And if I thought one thing I thought that was really cool, too, and I don't remember if it's the production company or just um, the producers and director of this documentary are female. Like, how empowering is that to as a woman to like spearhead a project like this? Yeah, I think that's important. I think a lot of people, again, they, they love to throw out the word woke or PC or anything like that because they're like, it should be the best person. It should be the best person that's qualified for something, you know, like I'm in a bunch of, you know, sports groups and men are just losing all this shit of women who are coming in and becoming um, executives. They're becoming coaches. They're becoming, you know, head coaches, managers. Um, And some women are actually starting to play on some of the minor league teams and all these dudes who don't play, they don't play any sports at all, live in their mom's basement big ass beer gut and probably, you know, seconds away from beating off because that's the only excitement they could get in life. Sorry for being so crass, but I'm saying all that to say these are the motherfuckers, the ones with an unwashed ass that have so much opinion on what women do. Why is it that they can't do this? If they are qualified to do the job, why are you bent out of shape? Oh, because they're trying to make it woke and bring it up. Like, I mean, if they were to say it was a white guy that got hired, everybody would lose their mind. No, they wouldn't because it's already happening. That's why nobody's mm-hmm. tripping on it because that's the norm. White men getting right. these positions and jobs are the norm. Seeing, you mm-hmm. know, there's only today uh, was the last game of a, um, it was a three game series of my team, the, the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Houston Astros. Now they have bad blood between mm-hmm. them because the Astros cheated in 2017 on their way to winning their first ever title. And people are still, you know, everybody outside of Houston, Texas, is like fuck the Astros. We don't want to have anything to do with them, whatever. And Houston's like, get over it. They did. They still won. They won all those games. Yeah, they cheated to win, but you're right. They right. won. That's fine. So every time the Astros come back to LA because they won the last two games, oh, they won the championship um, on our field, we boo the shit out of them. But the thing that was really cool about this series is that it's two black managers that have World Series rings. Dave Roberts won his ring in 2020 during the pandemic season. And Dusty Baker, who is a former Dodger, um, mm-hmm. won his ring finally last year. He took a, a, you know, he had opportunities to take other teams to the World Series and never won. And he finally got his ring, even though he, you know, managed for the Astros. But to see that and to see two, two black men in storied franchises at the top of the game doing their thing is something you don't see about something you don't hear about. It's not normal having, you know, um, when the Eagles and 49ers had the, uh, no, 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 the chiefs and, um, Eagles, the Super Bowl, two black Mm -hmm. coaches, uh, two black quarterbacks. That was never a thing until this last Super Bowl. And people were like, 
Why is it a big deal? It should be, you know, they're the best guys for the job. It shouldn't matter their skin color. That is such a white thing to say because you're yep. used to getting everything your way. You're used to yep. seeing representation about you. We yeah. don't see that representation in mm-hmm. us. We have to fight for that representation. That's we literally what Jackie Robinson had to do to, you know, break the color barrier and change sports forever. But he had to step through that and say, I'll be that dude. Like, they don't understand that we've had to fight all our lives in this country that didn't want us in the mm. first place to get to where we are. And oh, it's yeah. only because we've been fighting for it that we got there. That's why it matters. Because if we don't fight for equality or equity or representation, you sure as hell isn't going to do it. So that's when we start making our own things and you get mad. We still got people bent out of shape that they're HBCUs. Y'all still don't like and respect us enough for us to you know yeah. do away with that. And that's why we still got them. And you want to get rid of affirmative action. So, you know, can we talk about Thank Ariel? You. Can we talk about Ariel? Of course. There were so many people upset about this. I see the queen. I was like, the thing that I I was literally crying. The it was like in a viral video with these little girls. There's little black girls see the trailer, and yeah. they're like, she looks like me. I'm like, oh my god, this is what it's about, you idiots! Look at their faces. Do you hear them? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's like, guys. you know, and like, okay, just from like a, a theater major perspective, like they could not have cast a better vocalist. Like, really? Could I haven't not. seen it yet. Like, Those guys. Oh, it's, it's coming out so this good. week. It's oh, so it's good. Like I listened to, I mean, maybe I should have saved it for the movie, but I listened to her sing part of your world on the way to the movie and oh. chills chills like she was fantastic and just the way like everybody supported her like melissa mccarthy the way she yes. talked about like jody benson the original voice of the little mermaid like yes. how all these were like she's our ariel now what you can do about it what you can do everyone's so upset i love the memes are like she lives underwater and we're like how could she have dark skin if she's underwater she's not real None of this is real. You ain't got no issue with a crab talking. Crabs don't talk. Nobody said anything about that. Fish don't talk. I mean, maybe if you take the right things, they talk. But you should do it. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Absolutely. People are always in their feelings, especially cisgendered white men. White Christian men are always in their feelings about every goddamn thing, and it's because. Mm -hmm. They're not being catered to. They're not the, you know, they're not the center of attention. attention. So they have to center themselves in the conversation. And it's just like, it's so fucking frustrating. And we're Mm -hmm. able to tie that back in. The fact that this project was done um, primarily by women or if completely by women is unheard of. It's unprecedented, but it shouldn't be. This should already be the norm. We had the first all women broadcasts of major league baseball last year first time ever everyone the people doing the interviews the people actually um doing the commentary on that all women it was such a cool moment because it doesn't happen because people keep looking at women as second class citizens and some of this stuff oh you're only Mm -hmm. here to entertain us you're only here to get us you know drink like it has yeah like you're you're not here to be on the same level as us. You're supposed to be a play thing. That's how they're looked at. And that's how they're being, you know, addressed. And so fucking frustrating because now I'm sitting here thinking that's what you're going to think about my kids. I'll tell you what, 
I wish you would say that to, you know, to me about my kids that they are only going to amount to this. After I get done hitting you in the throat, they're going to hit you in the throat too. We don't do that. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they, my, my kid, like my daughter, she loves playing, you know, these sports there. Cause they're more, you know, rough and tough. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. It's like, yeah. Cause these are what the boys play. And like the boys play more fun sports. But like sweetheart, I don't want you to like this just because the boys are doing it. I want you to like it because you like doing it. I get that the boys are doing this or whatever, but I want you to get out there and shine because of you, period. I don't give a damn about it being something like that. Don't, don't limit yourself and make it seem like only boys can do this because that's not the case. Not in the, not, not in these things. And even if it is something that males might be more inclined to do, is it really that important? You know, like, is it really that big of a deal that someone else wants to try to venture into that world and do that too? Like, yeah. I mean, it, it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be. It, it shouldn't be that difficult. But yeah, yeah. It's going to be controversial, guys. But this whole like transgender and and different, you know, um, sides of the of the competitions. You know, make it co-ed. You have a fucking problem with it? Make it all co-ed. Hunger Games it. I don't care. Like, why? Why is it like, oh, you know, they're they're a man and they're competing now. It's like, nice. And also, like, too, and I, you know, I'm continuing to learn more about the trans community um, Mm -hmm. and listening to trans voices, you know. And there was this one weightlifter on Queer Eye. Loved her. Yes, and she's like, do they not understand what happens now that I am on hormones? Like, I don't have the same strength I did before my transition. I've had to, like, Uh start over. And, yeah, like, just, it's excellent point, you know, number one. And number two, it's just like, also, how many people point out, like, so how long have you cared about women's sports for? Right. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. how long have you been a fan of women's sports? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you've been a fan for that long. Why is it that they're still struggling financially, monetarily wise, and there's such a, mm-hmm. a, a huge pay gap, yeah. uh, you know, a difference in pay or whatever? Why are they oh, still struggling if you're such a big fan of women's sports, right? You're so gung ho yeah. about it, you know, or at least that's what it seemed like. Oh, you've been a fan for all these years. So, so why aren't you helping get it to higher heights at a better level? Like, I mean, it's just. It's right. only because someone is not appe- appealing or appeasing you, mm-hmm. and now you just want to be- make a stink about it because you have the yeah. privilege to do so. You know, mm-hmm. we have a I word for that. It's fear. called annoying. <laughs> I think it's fear. They've never not seen it, you know? And, I mean, that's all they've ever known. That's all their parents taught them. Right. And they're so close-minded to, like, oh, maybe this – uh, we just had in Gwinnett County, where we live, um, a Muslim female run for a, a state Senate position. Good for her. And, I mean, this is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. That's huge. And all these people are getting upset about it. You know? And it's like, look, we can still be united. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't have to be worried about someone because they have a hijab. You know, there's just yeah. so much unedu- uneducation. Is that the right word to use? Like you just have to be in the community yeah. and get to know yeah. your neighbors and mm-hmm. love your neighbors. Like mm-hmm. Jesus says, you know, exactly. 
<laughs> so funny how they keep wanting to try to use the Bible, but they're not actually using the Bible when they say stuff. It's like, do you not understand how fucking stupid you sound? Uh, the greatest yeah. commandment, guys. Like, yeah. Yes. Well, they throw that shit out the window, you know, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it doesn't claim it doesn't fit for their agenda. No. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. at all. Not at all. Well, I got to say, this was by far probably my most entertaining um, interview that I've done. <laughs> I think it's because we have the community of people and the laughs just kept going. I think, you know, even though we kept saying that we were going on tangents and stuff, we always found a way to get back to what we were talking about, right. which is the whole point of this. Did, um, so, I mean, you know, it's, it. it's, it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's different. <laughs> this is different than any other um, episode I've done for this podcast series because, we are people that have been in cult, you know, in, in cult scenarios and just a lot of shitty things, had a lot of trauma done to us, whatever. And we're seeing how it's happening to someone else and what they went through. Mm-hmm. And we're able to point out all the flaws and shit that, that you know, that happened. Um, and we can relate and empathize. I think that's the biggest thing or whatever. So, I mean, I, I enjoy this for that reason alone, because um, I appreciate Katrina, that you feel like I've reached a certain point or whatever. Um, I don't know if I have. I'll be completely honest with you. I'm a lot more calm and I'm a lot more, I want to say, selective as to how and when I say things. Um, I'm a lot better than what I was last year because last year I was a fucking mess. Like in 2020 is when I started my in my deconstruction, um, like after I got furloughed. So like in the like near the second quarter of the year um, is when I started turning. And I, I ended up leaving the faith altogether. Wow. Um, and a lot of people will try to say, well, you, you did that. I, I gave like 10 reasons on TikTok as to why I'm no longer a Christian. And those are just 10 of the initial reasons. I mean, like a lot of it being not having respect for the LGBTQIA plus community, yeah. racism mm-hmm. within the church, Donald yeah. Trump. Like those are, right. you know, those are Ugh. things. But then there's Orange other things. The math ain't, <laughs> yeah. It's like it the away. math ain't math ain't. Yeah, give it give it time. He's gonna get there. But yeah. So like I had my reasons for leaving. It was a lot more than, you know, just like, oh, I'm not happy. No, it it was a lot. This wasn't something that just happened overnight. It's something that I had been that had been weighing on my heart for years. And I finally made the decision Mm -hmm. that, you know, my life is better without religion. And I I have no regrets. I miss fellowship. I miss being around people and you know, being able to enjoy life and watch our kids grow up, whatever. But to be honest for what I would have to go through and endure just to have those moments, it's not worth it. I'll go this life alone before uh, I go back to a church that is shitty just because I miss being around other human beings. That's just, you know, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. But I say that to say 2020 was me trying to figure out exactly what it was. And 2021 to now has been me just trying to fine tune it. Um, last year, I almost, you know, I, I felt like I may have needed to take some time to, you know, uh, be admitted into a facility to get myself in order because I was going through a lot, um, going through, you know, struggles, you know, in my, you know, my marriage. Um, I was going through non-contact with both of my parents at the same time, um, wow. learning about my, you know, my daughter and how she, you know, has some learning disabilities and stuff, trying to work with her, knowing that I have you know, like a mood disorder myself, but haven't been able to get diagnosed on it, going through therapy, like a lot was hitting me at the same time. Not yeah. to mention, uh, when I started doing the podcast, we had a split down the middle, basically with one side saying this is true. And the other side saying some of it may be true, but you got to focus on the positive. And like, it became like, it, it was like a civil war within wow. our, you know, within our organization, because we all couldn't agree. And like, it got so bad that it, that group got shut down 
like all these things are just hitting me and weighing heavy or whatever. It's just, I don't know how I got to where I am today. I can't even tell you. I would just say time, you know, that heals wound Mm -hmm. and being around other people, like the group that um, Holly and I met in the group, uh, the the groups that we're in now, the one that I added you to your favorite heritage, Um, being (laughs) in groups like that definitely help, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, with my perspective, it helps me learn others. It just gives me an opportunity to be able to process what I've been mm-hmm. through because this is, this shit is lonely. It's not it fun. Is. People keep yeah. making it seem like deconstruction is this hip, sexy thing. It is fucking hard. It is one of the yeah. hardest things yeah. one person has to do because you're having to rethink and reprogram everything that you mm-hmm. were taught to believe in wow. over however long it was for me it was 17 years i was a christian for 17 years and i had to go back and evaluate 17 years of life to see if whether or not this is something i would like to continue and it was a no and it was one of the hardest things i had to do because again i lost friends i lost family i still got you know family mm-hmm. that are saying well, i'm still praying for you i'm not giving up on you and that's mm-hmm. kind of sweet because we're family and we're tight but yeah. that doesn't change you anything don't. for me yeah. for me I said, I'm gone. There is a possibility. I could change my mind about religion and I could go back, but I promise you the only thing that's going to get me back in the doors of any kind of um, gathering is for Mm -hmm. them to tell me outright how they feel about black people, how they feel about the LGBTQIA plus community, a woman's Mm -hmm. role and stuff. Um, A lot of things. There is a (laughs) checklist of shit that has to be checked Mm -hmm. off and has to be dead on. And they have to be able to defend anything that they're saying with factual evidence. If you cannot prove it, then don't say that shit to me. And that's just how it is. And since a lot of churches cannot meet me there and I can't meet them there. There's yeah. no reason for me to step into that, it. So, that was it. That was it for me. That's why we sat down with the pastor and I'm like, how do you feel about this? And he's like, we love all people. I'm like, okay. Not what I was expecting to hear. How do you feel about this? And he's like, we allow women to preach. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, it was really shocking. I was like, this is, again, the whole experience has been like, like, um, you know, Nathaniel, when he's like, how can any good come out of Nazareth when he hears about Jesus? I'm like, how, how can he? Cause this is, this church is in, uh, a, in a place where Oprah visited to showcase the KKK. Okay. Oh, that's, oh my. That, that's the town that this church is in. So I was like, okay. a diverse church in this area. This has right? to be a joke. And right? it's crazy. But, um, my, uh, Forte, I have to say, like, I can see that, man. And I, I, I want to apologize for what these people have done, man. It's it's hard and good on you for protecting your family. That's all I can really say because that's where I'm at too. Um, so good on good on you, man. That's awesome. And you have a right. You have a right. Your 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 journey. That's your testimony. You're this is where you're at. You're in the nitty gritty. So thank you for being vulnerable mm-hmm. and sharing that. Thank Absolutely. You. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, you know, other people have done that for me and given me the opportunity to kind of, you know, like I said, navigate and process through it. I have a good friend um, from the organization that I toured with my first year. She's the one that introduced me to my therapist. Um, but she's a person that I can talk to her about any and everything that, you know, that yeah. that's going on. Um, and she has been nothing but supportive 
and has helped me walk through and process things. And anytime I mention stuff, you know, the way that I am and that, you know, confidence I have to be able to speak out against, you know, the cult that we were a part of is because I have people like her on my team that are there with me realizing, hey, someone has to say it. And no one else has been willing to do it. And I don't have a problem saying it. I just want to make sure that, you know, yeah. I'm not in this alone. Like I'm not, I, I'm okay going through the fire if I have to by myself. But if I know other people are going through this as well, hey, let's fucking go through this and yeah, let's right. get it out there, you know, you know, because it, it wasn't just me and they need to know and they deserve to know how they mistreated people and whatever. And I just, you know, I, I think that's a big reason why I've been able to get to, you know, where I am is because it's allowed other people to share their experience as well. Like, I mean, case in point, y'all, I mean, you may not have been able to have this opportunity to share with other people, not, not because of me it has nothing to do with me, it has everything to do with just what has been built here. And that's just been a group of people that's been willing to say, you know what, enough is enough. Um, people need to hear how religion and how man has put their hands on it and has fucked up something that could have been beautiful, yeah. but now it's yeah. completely mm -hmm. distorted and corrupted um, because right. they've just tainted it for their own selfish gain. Um, yeah. And that's just, you know, I mean, we need people that are willing to step out and say something. And I am glad that these documentaries are coming out. I'm glad that people are spilling their guts on, on TikTok and Instagram. Like there are a lot of safe spaces that are being built in on social media to give people right. these opportunities to share what's going on. And I'm very grateful that, that people are willing to go that route and start, you yeah. know, airing this stuff out because it's important. These stories need to be heard so that other people who are just kind of holding on because they don't know any other way hearing this and realize they have the freedom to be able to walk away for something uh, gives me a lot of satisfaction. So that's my hope is that, you know, we continue with that. Hey, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. To get updates on new episodes, please subscribe. Do us a favor, share the podcast on social media with your friends, family, and enemies. Leave a rating or review for others to be able to discover the content, whatever you want. We just appreciate your time and energy. Thank you again, and have a good one.